Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. Flex Cortex. Today we're going to be talking about getting back into the gym after taking some time off. This is going to be a shorter episode so that you can decide if you'll ease back in or hit the ground running. Yeah, I think this is a really important topic to discuss with gyms opening up again. So Yeah, especially in uh, Alberta right now, we just got uh, permission to go back without having to be with a personal trainer. Um, it's yeah. not... That, it was Monday, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not ideal because like uh, you still can't do a lot of the high intensity stuff and uh, there's it's not super clear like you're like well if I lift like do a heavy squat and I'm breathing heavy does that count then or what so I think uh, the announcement was kind of vague I, there was lots of complaints about the announcement from a lot of people that I've know or work with um, just because what does light intensity classify as so it's good that they actually got got into it and <laughs> clarified so i know there was a lot of confusion there yeah exactly um yeah and like the the thing that you have to um you know clarify with yourself is uh if you're going to go back and ease in or like jump straight in is like what's your gym capacity um locally like how big is the gym so how many people can they accept what are the appointment slots looking like because you still have to book um and that totally depends on, you know, the square footage and the fire capacity. Because I think it's, uh, what, 15% or something like that, 25? Uh, I think 20 to 25 right now for most gyms, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, one of those things where, you know, you got to really be conscious of it. And that can help you decide if you're going to be going straight back into your uh, six-day push-pull legs. Or if you're going to have to kind of ease in and just maybe do the core body movements on those days just to limit your intensity and the time frame mm -hmm. so um, yeah yeah the mandatory restrictions uh are in place for alberta as we mentioned uh so just keep in mind it might vary if you're out of the province i know we have some people who listen from uh outside of alberta so just check with your local uh, health department or uh, provincial government and they should actually have some guidelines for you um, and the other thing you really want to consider is like, how long have you been away from an active lifestyle? Uh, be it even just, you know, going outdoors or going for runs or jogs or even weightlifting at home or body weight exercises. Like what have you been doing since you've been at the gym last? Because, yeah. you know, between COVID and your other lifestyle, uh, considerations, like how much you've been working, what you've been doing in the meantime, you might not want to like jump right into a super intense program because you will burn out even if you're relatively fit beforehand yeah yeah i think the biggest thing to consider is all the complications that we've had over the past year or so right so i think with that in mind you just have to be able to kind of overcome and adapt to things that are happening so um, whether that's buying some piece of equipment to have at home um, just so that you can have that variability or um, there are of course still like body weight movement or very minimalistic programs you can do but um, it's all about something that you can sustain and 
do over time, right? And your schedule has to be able to accommodate that, obviously, as well. I know Tanner's working a new, a new work schedule right now, so there's the stress of that new job on top of everything else, right? Yeah, exactly. So navigating those uh, complexities is super important to decide if you're going to go back to the gym or not right away. And for me personally, I'm not going to go back to the gym yet. I'm going to stick with the home workouts uh, probably until the end of March just to see if the restrictions are easing up. And because I'm in a um, high spread risk uh, profession, you know, like I'm, I am uh, seeing potential query or actual COVID patients who are on the droplet precautions and everything. So, you know, you got to think about your own responsibility when you know have like a potential or known exposure to COVID, even with the proper protective equipment, not to, you know, yeah. bring that into the gym and then cause a community outbreak. Yeah, it's good to do that because you're waiting on the second vaccine, right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I'll get my second dose near the end of March. So that way, you know, a couple weeks out from that, I'll have about 95% uh, protection. And at that point, I think I'd be pretty comfortable with, um, going back out into the public, even with a potential exposure to, um, you know, those patients, just because of how the vaccine works is with the viral load. Um, so you can still get COVID and actually spread COVID even with the vaccine. But what it actually do is your immune response will be uh, more on top of it. So that way you, the virus won't ever get to a point where it's, um, hopefully at a super contagious point or a point that makes you super sick just because mm. it's revved up your immune response prior to that. Okay. That's interesting. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. It's uh, I'm not even probably explaining it uh, perfectly. And like, I would really love if anyone knows an epidemiologist uh, send him our way, send or her our way uh, just so that we can like have a chat and they can better explain uh, the intricacies of it. Cause like, I'm really simplifying it and I might be missing it because I haven't done a lot of research into the um, mRNA variants of vaccines, which this new one is compared to, you know, our flu vaccines, which can have a dead virus, a partial virus, or even a weakened live virus, depending on um, what vaccine you're getting. Yeah. So it's good to play it safe for the time being yeah. and wait till you have that second dose at least. And then probably wait another two weeks after that too, right? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, they are saying to get that 95%, it could take up to two weeks after that, at least with the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccine. So we'll be playing it safe that way. Um, and like the one of the nice things, though, is apparently the first dose, um, they do have that research coming out, and which is why they've expanded the um, duration for the rest of the general public. Um, going from that 42 days to up to um, 16 weeks, I believe it is. Um, okay. And that's because the first dose actually gets you up to 80% protection, which doesn't sound, you know, that great. But uh, if you compare it to the flu vaccine, which can, you know, be at the higher end, like 66%, it's actually really good for a vaccine uh, to get to even yeah. 80%. 95% is like golden. It is actually a super... Uh, effective range for a vaccine okay so yeah 80s 80s up there for sure though considering if the regular flu one is 60 yeah exactly and that can vary depending on the strain and uh like what strain is going around for that flu season so yeah that's uh just something to consider for the vaccines 
But um, we're going to we're gonna get into some of the programming considerations here. Um, so again, like we discussed before, um, if you have taken some time off, here are some things to consider. Um, did you work out at all to simply to stay active or did you not do anything? So this will actually change or dictate the approach you should be taking to get back into the gym itself. If you were doing some at-home workouts, um, but you, you know, we're just doing some, probably some body weight stuff. Um, you obviously have to take into account that you can't just jump back into the gym and jump back into what you're doing before. Um, but if you were maintaining some sort of structure, let's say you have some some equipment, some kettlebells, some dumbbells, um, you'd be surprised how that can actually keep you pretty healthy um, in, in the grand scheme of things um, versus taking like a whole month or two off. So that'll actually be quite beneficial when you're looking to get back in. Um, but if you are looking to get back into the gym, I would highly recommend starting about 50% off um, your overall working intensity. Uh, again, you kind of want to let your body adapt to the stress of activity again. Um, if you haven't been working out over that month or two, or if you've been working out less than normal, uh, again, this is going to be a, no a newer stress for the body again. So it takes a little bit of time to get back into those hold habits. I do think one important thing to note, though, is like, um, you know, for someone who is, a, you know, higher percentage for athletes, you know, because like you being competitive um, or even like some of the, you know, if you're like Steve Cook, you don't necessarily need to like completely ease off uh, when you come back just because um, you do have that muscle yeah. definition. Like that's not going away in that month or two uh, in that time, especially if you're still staying active in other ways. But like even if, you know, you're only walking for that time and you were a pretty strong athlete you can probably go back into maybe not do, pushing your prs right away but a very similar workout routine to what you were doing prior to yeah you it depends on your training history right and train experience um like tanner mentioned if you've been working out for a longer period of time so like myself i've been working out for like seven or eight years so if i took like a month or two off um i probably wouldn't have to like you wouldn't have to start from square one. Um, I guess that's probably what you're getting at, but you could, you would definitely have to dial back the intensity and the volume. Um, but you could probably work with a similar program as to what you're doing before you ended up taking some time off. Um, it's just, again, making sure that your body is able to adapt to stress and that you're able to get into it in a healthy way. And, um, you're going to make sure that you're lowering that percentage of injury, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and then one of the other things we want to talk about here quickly is it's beneficial to have a coach. Um, so talking to somebody um, about your programming and having something structured for you is really beneficial. Having them go through it with you and having a plan of action versus just coming back into the gym with no plan. Um, so I definitely recommend speaking with somebody about a structure or a plan for you. And that can do wonders when it comes to your programming itself. Yeah, I think uh, I think that covers actually most of what uh, we wanted to get at for this mm -hmm. episode, um, which is really just for your consideration to say, hey, <laughs> you know, I if you're especially if you're a beginner or 
just started listening to these podcasts and that got you interested in fitness to really consider like, hey, maybe I shouldn't go full bore and, um, you know, go straight to the program I was, you know, three months into or that I wanted to start because so-and-so influencer suggested it, you know, like just really take a chill pill, ease into mm-hmm. it. And, uh, yeah, unless you're Bryce and you've been working out at home, uh, then you know what? Go hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Tanner said, for me, I was pretty lucky that I bought all that equipment in November. So I wasn't really affected by the lockdown all that much apart from work. Um, but I mean, I was pretty consistent with my training. So when I went back into the gym the past couple of days, um, I'm probably stronger than I was before, <laughs> but I mean, it, that's just because my training was, wasn't really overly affected by the lockdown period itself. It, you know, one quick note is actually like the insanity of how, like how that's not like you have a simple setup. Um, Cause like there's still quite a bit invested into it, but the fact that you can get quite a great workout from like just a power rack, a barbell and some weights is super insane to me that, you know, you don't actually need all the fancy machines uh, that the gym offers all the time. They're nice, but it's definitely not necessary. And even the equipment you have uh, helps immensely because you can get those compound movements in, but again, isn't necessary to actually get into really good shape. Yeah. Like I think one big thing to consider with training is you have to just be creative and, be able to use what you have right so like you were saying i don't really have some things that a big gym would have like i don't have a cable stack or anything i don't even have any cables right now officially but i mean i have a barbell i have a squat rack um then we have a deadlift platform deadlift bar and all that stuff um i'm probably in the midst of trying to get some uh high high pulleys and low pulleys so that's kind of in the works right now but again just being creative and um working with what you have and you can do a lot with just dumbbells and uh, a barbell for example so there's definitely nothing wrong with the basics in that sense yeah i'd wait you know if you can wait another let's say like six months this summer down the road uh keep an eye out on kajiji because there's going to be a lot of people who um bought up all that stock and uh like especially the scalpers and now that the um fitness stores and fitness depots and stuff like that have restocked hopefully by the summer um they're gonna have to dump it at a price lower because no one's gonna want to buy used when they could buy new for you know cheaper so keep an eye out for some really good discounts coming up this summer most likely and also check out kichiji for you know people who uh, bought a home gym and then were like Nah, you know what? I just want to go back to working out at the actual commercial gyms. Yeah, that'd probably be the time to look if you're looking for a time to try to scope out new equipment or I guess new to you. Um, Probably over the summer, uh, once gyms have been open for a little bit, then the dollar per pound should go down. Because I know right now, if you were to look, stuff would probably still be really expensive. Oh, yeah. I uh, was looking into getting a power rack and like tried to buy one. and like it was one of the only ones that was like oh yeah we're in stock try to get it and it's like no it's actually out of stock so that was uh it was a fun one yeah that's why i'm lucky that we got all of our stuff in november um kind of anticipated that this stuff would happen so smart in that sense 
Yeah. <laughs> Big brain moves. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Again, we just wanted to cover the importance of easing back in. Um, if I could sum it up, just go in with a plan. Um, talk to somebody about it. Have something structured. Um, ease back in. You can probably increase percentage over the course of the month. But a general rule, if you haven't taken, if you've taken quite a bit of time off and you haven't been able to work out much, again, start off at maybe that 50%, um, but then kind of gradually increase it over the course of the month. And you should probably be relatively close to where you were at before lockdown in probably four to six weeks. And if you want bad advice, just full send. Yeah, just send it for the boys. (laughs) (laughs) For the boys. Thanks for listening, guys. guys.